Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Weirdly Magical podcast. And today we'll be talking about the um, Aquarius new moon that is on January the 24th. But before we go into that, we'll do quick introductions. So, Jen. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen, Jen Duchen, jenduchen.com. I am an Akashic healer, mentor, guide, teacher, uh, and creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. I'm also a numerologist, so I help my clients to understand uh, who they are on a soul level so they can activate their free will and live with wild abandon. Mm. Awesome. And I am Louise Eddington um, of Cosmic Owl Astrology. So I am the Cosmic Owl and I am a soul astrologer and author of two astrology books now. My second book, uh, The Complete Guide to Astrology, Understanding Yourself, Your Signs and Your Birth Chart is um, available for pre-order now or Kindle download. Um, The physical copy is actually on going to be released on the 28th just after this new moon and (laughs) I help my clients to um, to look at things differently I ask them the right questions um, through the tool of astrology to um, live in self deep self-awareness and self-acceptance and um, okay on to the new moon well first we pull cards before I go into the details so Jen let's have a look at your card so I pulled on the Illuminating Journey cards and I got the 29, or we got the 29, Soul Portal. Uh, I find that really fascinating considering uh, this new moon and the time we're in. Uh, of course, this card is what some people consider the dark card of the deck, which is kind of the deeper card. Uh, some people think it's connected to Venus. It has a time clocks on it. It has this ancient tree. It also has a portal, this idea of going into travel, which is very Aquarian, actually, if I think about Mm it. And there's like the Mad Hatter or the hat and the crow and the mirror or the um, raven. So there's a lot of energy about traveling. There's music. It's a lot of energy about traveling into uh, the sense of wonder, the mystery of life, what is possible when we let go of what is expected and we follow the muse or the music of our soul. I actually see it as soon as you held it up. I was like, it's it's very Aquarian, really, because yes, it's an ancient tree, but there's there's a um, there's a lot to do with kind of ancients with Aquarius, and you know the the tree has all these branches all connecting, and to me that's very Aquarius, and it has an owl sitting on a bench. So of course I love the car. All right. It's it's kind of looking at this bigger wisdom, I think, with the eye and the owl and the clock. It's um, it's very magical card indeed. It is, and the figure in here is very still, as if mm-hmm. in devotion or um, kind of uh, meditation. I don't know if you can see the figure here under the tree. Yeah. So yeah. very much about being um, open to 
anything, right? Open yeah. to the to the sound, to the energy of what is being and what could be. Mm, beautiful. I love that card. Yes. I remember seeing it before, but that's always how it goes, <laughs> isn't it? You know, and I know I did I cl- that class with you on the cards, but for some reason. <laughs> anyway, I pulled two cards. Um, the first card, because I have a new deck, so it's the um, Angels and Ancestors Oracle cards. And that's the box for anybody that wants to know it by Kyle Gray. Um, I liked it because it has an owl. <laughs> All anyway. things owl. Um, and the back of the cards all have an owl as, uh, as well. Oh, awesome. But anyway, um, I pulled actually the elder card. And um, when we read the symbols later, this will become even more relevant. Now, the, the reading on the card says move beyond an- ancestral patterns. I read it a bit differently. I read it as learn from these ancestral patterns. You know, because, um, you know, there's a lot we can learn from the past, especially in Aquarius. Um, and we'll be talking about that more through um, through the call. And um, I also pulled a tarot card from my favorite deck, the Toss Tarot that I always use. And uh, that's Defeat, the Five of uh, Swords. Now, as always with a card that's seemingly negative, it's about fear. And and so this it really is about fear of um, history repeating itself and things. So in a way, it is about moving beyond those old patterns, but it's about learning from them so that you don't repeat the mistakes, the the um, the things you would rather do differently. And this is actually the Venus in Aquarius card, so it um, really uh, relates to the new moon in Aquarius. So, so that's. Very interesting also, and I think that relates to the card that I picked too, is this Mm -hmm. idea of, um, and of course, what's interesting about my cards to 29, and actually the uh, universal date is 29 here Mm -hmm. uh, for this moon, but uh, I think what's interesting is the dichotomy of the idea that there is uh, positive aspects about, um, you know, ancestry. And then there's the negative, and the negative is the programming of uh, restriction, right? And the positive is the pattern of uh, what do people call ritual that is so powerful when you have ritual, when you go back to, uh, you know, the roots of things, right? Like and, the and, 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 you know, I liken it to things like in the fires in Australia, how they're starting to realize that they need to ask the Aborigines about their fire practices, management practices, because they have very strong methods of managing the earth so that these horrendous wildfires don't take hold. So it's, these are the good things to learn, as Jen said, you know. uh, Right. And those are the things we've probably let go of. I mean, we've got so uh, insulated that we follow things we don't even know why. You know, it's like that story of the the square turkey or whatever, you know, the story where the woman, uh, her husband says, why do you, you know, cut the turkey like they would cut the turkey and put it in the pan every time for thanksgiving and she said i don't know my mom did it Mm. so she said well ask your mom and your mom goes her mom goes i don't know my mom did it right (laughs) and then they asked the mom the grandmother why did you do it and she says well that's the only pan i had (laughs) 
<laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect example. <laughs> I love that. Oh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so let me tell, say a bit about this Aquarius new moon. Um, there's a lot going on in the chart. So I'll do a quick overview and then we'll do our usual chat about it. So the um, Aquarius new moon itself is a, on January the 24th at 9.41 p.m. universal time. And uh, that's London time. It's at four degrees and 21 minutes Aquarius. Uh, Mercury is at 13 Aquarius, uh, fairly close by to the new moon. The new moon is in um, square aspect to the ruler, the modern ruler of Aquarius, which is Uranus. And that's over there in Taurus. Um, the new moon is also in a sextile aspect to Chiron and Black Moon Lilith together in Aries. Um, and um, Lil, uh, sorry, Pallas Athena is also at two, almost three degrees of Capricorn. So those energies are all around two, three, four degrees, um, except Mercury, that is. We've also got a Saturn Pluto, sorry, a Pluto Eris square that will be exact two days after um, this new moon. And now this, you know, the, the cycle of this, I think, began with a conjunction in 15 something. I couldn't find my list uh, before this, but um, this is a long cycle. And it's the first of five exact squares that we're going to have between Pluto and Eris, um, three in 2020 and two in 2021. And they're going to bring significance uh, changes and transformations to add to the transformation we're already going through. And then we also have um, a square between Mars in Sagittarius and Venus and Neptune in Pisces. And Mercury is kind of connected to that by the degrees. So we've kind of got all these patterns. Oh, and so is Jupiter, actually, if we look, uh, Jen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of got all these lineups. So first at two, three, four degrees, then around 14 degrees and then this massive square between Pluto and Eris at 23 degrees. So we'll be talking about all of that. So, uh, Jen, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized I was looking at the wrong um, map. Oh, Oh my God. Where is it? Okay, so. Yes, so amazing lineup of things. <laughs> I just have to laugh. Who knows what's happening? We definitely are moving into a new time. Oh, we are. <laughs> My brain is somewhere else. Well, I mean, it's still here, but it's doing weird things. <laughs> but um, so, what's fascinating about this is this is a four degree moon, and we've had four degree new moons, I think, I believe, for the last four. This is mm. the fourth one that we have at four degrees and so obviously the four is really important remember last year we had all those repetitions of Mm -hmm. i don't remember zero full moons and something else two degrees or something with the other one but um four degrees so very important here also because we're in 2020 and two plus two is four so we Mm -hmm. know the four is highly important four is also related to saturn Right? It's structure. It's about structure. It's about creating new foundations. It's about um, 
the honesty or integrity of what you're creating. Um, so it really is speaking to this idea of creating something new and thinking about how we bring ideas to into reality, right? Mm. Because four is a manifesting number. We also have a lot of the twos going on here. We have the major uh, transits here with Uranus. That's at two degrees. Uh, we also have... Um, Alice Athena twos, who have the twos and fours, which we also have in the year, the 2020, the twos and the fours. So this is this idea of manifesting something new, deciding to focus on a different system. And the four mm -hmm. really is so much about making or earthing something, bringing something to life, attending to the details, focusing on what a structure, and, you know, I kind of hesitate to use the word plan just because we have such rigid ideas about how things should work, what success looks like, what does it look like to, to be in a certain position. Uh, but of course, being this being in Aquarius, we have to think about the four in terms of Aquarius, how we create something totally new and different. So the four is definitely giving us a way of realizing things. And when I say realize, making it real. So whether it's something in our minds, thoughts, beliefs, or actualization, it's about doing a different system, right? Creating something new. So we're and as Lou was saying, it's not taking away the ancestral aspects, or maybe it's like bringing in, like when we say something new, we're always going to look back at what's valuable from the past. Mm. There were patterns and rituals and belief systems from the past that actually worked in conjunction with the earth. And the four is very much an earthly connection. It's about grounding things, you know, my card was about the tree yours was about the ancestors i mean it couldn't be more obvious if you think about it in those terms of what we are being shown um, the idea of how we're going to use separation and and division and create connection or um, changing the poles around all of this stuff the idea of how we look at that uh, and as i mentioned the universal date is an 11 so that's 29 uh, um 11 right not a 29 it's an 11 which again is another two like how crazy is that right mm -hmm. uh, having that idea of being aware of um what it is that we're doing we're changing the system i was listening to somebody who was talking about how this time now you know some people are talking about mastery because we have the two two even though it's not actually 22 it's not the 22 number it's 20 and four mm -hmm. And so we have this idea of Saturn, it's about mastery. The four is about mastering. Uh, but really, when you think about mastery, in some ways, it's a, a patriarchal term, right? Mm -hmm. Master. I was like thinking when they were saying, I was thinking about, wow, this is really very patriarchal, this idea of being, of being a master. Uh, and uh, this I'm idea preparing, of preparing, maturing. Yeah, maturing. <laughs> yes. But I think also it's this idea of expanding into Uranus, um, into Aquarius and mm -hmm. having Uranus so there, you know, this is being involved. This is my time. This is my, you know, uh, bringing in of the ethers. It's beyond air mm -hmm. and going, we got to look at this differently. When you're pioneering uh, new frontiers 
uh, it isn't so much about mastering, which means that it feels like sometimes like controlling, right? It does. As it it to, feels like, you know, you can, you can complete it. If you right. master something, you've, you've, you've got right. nothing else to do. <laughs> and for me, when I say the thing about master, I think about that kind of slave and master type of thing. Mm, I'm mastering you. I'm holding you back. Like I'm yeah, controlling what you do. I'm in charge of how you develop instead of it being, you know, it's a, it's a relationship really. Right. It's our relationship to something we learn. And as you say, we can never actually, you know, you get to a certain level that you haven't, you know, you're not, holding on to it then yeah. it's like something else you have to you know mature to or rise to or or realize uh, so it's just like yes it's like we have to move beyond the idea of the simple kind of simplistic mm-hmm. idea of what it means to know something right yeah. because we can only know something to the level that we are aware yeah. And so when we go to the next level, we go, yeah, I, I have some skills. I, I've learned skills. And now how do I apply this? How do I apply it in the bigger Aquarian picture or the idea of that Aquarian energy of being in love with life, mm-hmm. uh, willing to risk all to, to do this thing? You know, it's so fascinating. Here we have the first moon of the year in Aquarius, of course. I know it's always... You know, but we don't always have the same pattern, right? Yeah. The first moon. And this is the first one after eclipses and the big conjunction. Right, right. So it's a major new thing in the first month. And it's at that four degrees triggering the four and two on this, the, uh, what date is it? The 24th, Mm -hmm. which is actually the number itself. 24 is very powerful because it's the number that kind of promises us or can deliver everything we desire. It's Mm -hmm. such a loving, abundant and uh, number of potential Mm -hmm. that it's so interesting that it's falling on this day with all of these things that, you know, you were talking about and that are in the chart and that we can see is this kind of pointing to this idea of what is possible when we break away from just the idea of using a rigid structure that's been there because everyone said this is the way it should be right and from astrological perspective of course it always aligns but the first things i'd like to say is aquarius i find it the most fascinating sign to be honest um it's this weird mix of uh, old tradition conservatism and and new inventive thinking outside the box. I've long said that um, we are moving into the age of Aquarius. And I think, I believe personally that now we're past this big conjunction this past weekend, as we um, record here, it was on the January the 12th, the big conjunction of Saturn, Pluto, Ceres, the sun, Mercury. Um, And now we're past that. Um, the first time in Capricorn in 500 years. So we are moving into this age of Aquarius fast. So it's the first new moon in the age of Aquarius, um, in my opinion, in the sign of Aquarius, although we're, you know, we're still straddling the ages to a degree. And and another reason the age of Aquarius, sorry, the sign of Aquarius is so interesting is it's i've said it's this weird mix of old and new well that's um 
represented by its the planets that are said to rule it saturn was the traditional ruler of aquarius and that's always seen as um well i'm trying to move away from some of the harsher words for saturn because really in its essence saturn is the wise elder going back to the elder card that i pulled <laughs> and learning from the wisdom of elderhood and then your um, with Uranus is about breaking free and inventive and thinking out of the box. I mean, there's there's a reason why astrology is said to be ruled by Aquarius and Uranus, because as Jen said, you know, you never kind of reach it. And astrology is kind of this bottomless pit of knowledge of a big rabbit hole of information. I always say I learn something new every day as an astrologer. There's always some some new little nugget to pick up it's it's the just like the universe is limitless so is the potential uh knowledge to um learn so you never have that lid of mastery as um uh, as uh, jen said so perhaps this new moon itself is breaking away from this this idea of mastery and um, and that we're ever done and that we can that we know and can control and I have I have the knowledge, you know I had an experience this more very morning <laughs> on Facebook of this um, um, old white guy <laughs> telling me I was uh, I was not prepared to listen that some to somebody that knows better than him than I do. <laughs> somebody that knows more and I was like whoa really <laughs> and he was telling me he knew more about something I posted a, a post by a friend of mine who's actually a Native American and he was saying he knew more than her because he knows about Native Americans and I was like you know more than a Native American about being a Native American anyway it's that kind of you know the patriarchy um that's being we're being broken free of so you know of this like i have this complete knowledge and anything that's um different is is like not right kind of thing you know you have to and it's like the college courses you know who decided that this college course was a complete teaching you know even like doctors when they learn they don't learn everything you know there's not a, you know a lot of allopathic doctors know nothing about holistic medicine and there's always more to learn so it reminds me of mind mapping it reminds me of just adding in new bits of knowledge taking it all in and the fact that mercury is near the new moon of course mercury ruling the mind um kind of indicates that we are being asked to really free our minds of the old ways and thinking we know everything <laughs> to a great degree um then the aspect to uranus adds to that and uranus in taurus is about our values um and about the earth and all the manifest world and then the aspect to chiron and um and lilith at two and three degrees of aries is bringing in some wildness and some healing and and some of the medicine man shaman kind of energy as well into all of this it's a it's a fascinating new moon and um i'm 
you know, I find it very um, interesting and exciting. I think it's going to be kind of anxious. I think a lot of people are going to be really restless around this period with these aspects, um, you know, kind of getting up and expending some energy and maybe having a good long walk and or maybe even getting up and dancing around the period of the new moon would be good because your mind's kind of going to be all over the place. It's going to be a bit edgy um to my mind (laughs) i think you're right about that idea that you know what i what i'm hearing actually from the akashic masters which is interesting is that um this idea of saturn and uranus like working together right is on the one hand we have saturn with the whole capricornian thing and here we have you know when you look at the actual uh map uh you have you still you have them next to one another, right? Capricorn, Uranus, and they're kind of working together or something, right? This idea of the old Saturn type of thing with the very rigid walls and systems, everything's been very rigid. So it's kept in place. Like we're safe if we've got all these walls, this is mine, that's yours. These are all our rules. You know, everyone obey it or you get killed or something, you get punished. Uh, Whereas the uh, more Aquarian Saturn is the um, idea of creating boundaries without walls so Mm -hmm. it's more of a it's it's that understanding of i know who i am so i'm not um you're not invading my space right so it's a very Mm -hmm. different kind of energy and using the instead of using physical things to kind of push people out like walls etc uh, and maybe so much rigidity around rules, the idea is being able to go, what do I use? What kind of tools do I have? Things like love, for instance. I can expand love. I can expand gratitude. I can I can set boundaries with that, right? So I can express who I am uh, and know who I am. So it's like, when do we rub against one another is when we're in disagreement. And uh, a lot of that has to do with taking ownership about what somebody else thinks, right? Mm -hmm. Which is an old paradigm thing. Like it's an old Saturnian thing. I control what you think. If we, or I control or somebody, a ruler, you know, that's kind of the old idea of the emperor. He rules everyone and everyone Mm -hmm. in their place. Uh, but if you're only kept in place by these rigid walls, then what happens when the wall breaks or, mm-hmm. you know, someone jumps over the wall, then you're not safe anymore, right? And it's just this constant battle to keep the walls up. And so what they're saying is that it makes more sense to uh, recognize what are the things that create safety, mm-hmm. the understanding of you're, you're connected to the divine, so you want to connect, you want to reinforce those things meditative practices connecting to nature um, any of those things that allow you to recognize who you are and go oh that's somebody else's opinion that's nothing to do with me i must find the neutrality like finding neutrality that's the way to build your own walls you know expressing the idea that people can be who they are uh, you know doesn't take anything away from you so it's understanding or looking at it in a different way so anyway i find that kind of interesting what they're saying about it um that kind of 
reminds me of um i mean it's i agree with everything that they that the masters are saying you know uh, i think um we're being taught to create our own boundaries and move beyond the walls of the old structures and institutions for a start and what's happening with the royal family and um harry and Meghan is a perfect kind of example of it you know not that I've, i've i'm not that interested enough to go and look at their charts and things i'm not uh well I haven't got time to look at everybody's charts of my life but but you know just the uh, symbol of what's happening right now in the collective energy you know they're breaking out and the the royal family is having to create these new boundaries and um, bring break down some old walls of the institution um, to shift with these people that are saying no these are my personal boundaries I'm not going to live that way anymore (laughs) Not going to live in the square pen, right? Yeah. So I'm going to do my own thing. And then everyone else, uh, uh, and that's a, such a great example. I mean, I'm not a royalist. I don't follow no, them. I'm I, not either, but it's... Right. It's fascinating to look on the bigger picture. Any of these mm-hmm. things that are happening around us that we get to see, how does this relate to me? Or what is this teaching me? What do I need to know mm-hmm. from this experience? And you could say this is like, you know, looking at the royal family. This is like any family, right? The the um, the person, what do you call it? The person on top. I've forgotten what they call the, like the figurehead of the family mm-hmm. um, going this is how everyone behaves. This is how we do things. And then somebody coming along and saying, no, I don't want, you know, I'm, you know, they probably have Aquarian something in their chart, right. That's hitting them or whatever that goes. I I mean, the fact that he, he married somebody that was out of his um, field, right. He was somebody who had no interest really in being a Royal or no uh, practice and no interest. Whereas, um, the other son, I've forgotten his oh, name. Oh, William. Yeah. William, uh, you know, married somebody who was, he wasn't exactly, but she was very close to, right? Yeah. Fitted into the thing. And this is somebody completely outside of it, uh, wanting something completely different, who's had a completely different life, right? Yeah. I've been able to go around and do whatever I want. Uh, and let's do that. Like, I don't want to live in my life in a goldfish bowl. Um so I find that very fascinating because mm-hmm. now then the whole family, in order to maintain uh, whatever, they have to kind of go along and go, oh, okay, so you're not agreeing. So, okay, we're going to have to do something to kind of meet you somewhere, right? Uh, so that's really very fascinating. Of course, we have Andrew on the other side, Prince Andrew, oh. whole, um, sexual scandal thing. So mm-hmm. you really see the all of the stuff, the guts and the glory, all just mm-hmm. kind of pouring out everywhere, like everything's being exposed. Uh, what's so fascinating to me about this whole uh, Aquarian thing is that it is about, you know, the, the humanitarian aspect of us. That means the humanness of who we are, the individuality. We've got to express ourselves. We want to be explorers. We want to try new things. We want to use this idea of energy, like all these different divination tools, the Akashic records, like you were saying, mm-hmm. the astrology, numerology, the cards, uh, healing, the... Right, the cards <laughs> healing tech, they all come through uh, uh, Aquarius because this is all uh, triggered by um, ether, which is the fifth, element so even though we call it air it's actually you know well, a actually, level of yeah. air 
and realizing that this this is all about uh, bringing in things that we know work. Like mm-hmm. science is catching up with all of these things and going, oh, all these people have been talking about this energy. It actually works. It's true. We are all energy. We are all stardust. We are all, all these things. And so all of us are going, wow, I can be individual. I can express who I am. Mm-hmm. I can break down the old walls, the old resistance. Um, you have you know, to put the cat amongst the pigeons. And, uh, you know, that's the heiress thing, right? Just like. Yeah. You actually kind of reminded me of a few thoughts I'd had as well um, that kind of triggered. Are you talking about the higher, the head of the family kind of thing? The, um, I, I, I can see that kind of hierarchical system is breaking down in a lot of modern families you know uh, a lot more and more you know family structures are changing you know because um because people are becoming more um non-binary you know we have gay marriage we have um um we have all different kinds of uh families with a you know don't marry and a lot of people treat um their children more like little people now instead of something to control and um fit in boxes not everybody more and more people we have to think of the um state point of consciousness of people as well i think but um there's another thing you reminded me of, of as well that um about aquarius that um in when i was writing my new book which i swear downloaded i swear i didn't write it <laughs> it just came through you know i was suddenly like oh because i got into wave theory and entanglement theory which are new you know really um quantum science theories and i yeah, looked at oh, just i, I know <laughs> I at the right point. Like something's happening. Okay. So I start talking about something really like, woo. (laughs) And anyway, the symbol of Aquarius is the waves. And I I kind of figured it's wave theory. It's like Aquarius is wave theory. We are realizing that, you know, children are not like this thing to be controlled. The earth isn't this thing to be controlled. We're all connected. We all have value. We, We all kind of work in, in entanglement we work together and that's very aquarian too and i think this new moon is bringing that and we we can't ignore the the square between um mars and venus with neptune close to venus as well um because that's um you know that's playing out in the world a little bit today as well with um bernie sanders and elizabeth warren uh, for those in the us um this uh thing about what's sexist what's misogynist what's you know um uh, got to support women uh for the sake of it who cares what their policies are and all this kind of gender dynamics anyway you know they're all playing out and i think this square off in this um in this uh chart for the new moon is in the signs of faith and belief and trust it's kind of going to break down um, a lot of the boundaries. There we go with that word again, about what we believe about gender dynamics. I, I, I really think so. And uh, especially with Neptune um, involved as well, Neptune dissolves. I kind of think, you know, the um, a lot of this third way feminism and things like that is dying um people are again starting to realize we all have everything within us 
you know <laughs> it's not just about um what gender we were born as it's far more than that you know um right you know there is undoubtedly of course you know i've been fighting sexism all my life because i was born into a very patriarchal household there is still you know women have a harder time but i think a lot of it women have kind of lost the way a little bit in some areas of feminism because they're trying to be more like males and live in this male patriarchal structure and and really kind of be that way instead of creating a new structure and um, coming together to do it so uh, right well you know i find it very interesting what you say yeah absolutely all you're saying is uh, very true this idea of uh, the expansion of our idea of what is male and female or uh, whatever it is Mm. Uh, for me i i think what's so fascinating of course we have venus at 13 degrees uh, Mm. and we also have um uh, mercury at 13 and 13 is the divine feminine Mm. so that is highly significant and of course with venus being in uh, pisces there's that uh connection Mm. to the spirituality to the expansion of being female or whatever you know the idea of us that feminine loving intuitive part of ourselves and the part of mars which is the fire the activator right that's the the seed that gets us going um uh or the energy that it, it kind of waters the seed if you will Uh, being at 14 degrees which is this kind of a bolder expression the five the freedom of getting out there so venus is at four right and here we have the five the four and five working together this idea of system and freedom how does that work when you have your own system that you're creating that creates freedom uh, I, I believe that a lot of the issue we have around male, female, etc., any of this stuff of our labels, right, yeah. of our obedience to labels and our obedience to, let's say, stay safe. So we'll just all keep mum and we'll all just do what you know what our leader says, mm-hmm. and that is just a ridiculous way to live. Like we've lived that way, but it's not a harmonious way. It's not a way that we could ever grow from because we're being stunted. It's also the, you know, the Aquarian aspect. We have those two, right? The extremes. The one is being uh, tribal and loving and accepting and allowing individuality. The other is, is control, right? We always have the two opposites. And so how do we, we, activate the one we want Mm. to me is we just stop paying attention to all of these old labels and ideas somebody says something about a woman or a man who cares right it's like we have to move beyond that we can't stay like trapped in these little it's like we're trapped in these little pockets and getting triggered over and over because people are saying something about a woman or you said this you said that it's like you know what you said whatever you did, I'm doing my thing. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to be restricted by the belief system that a yes. woman lives here or does this. Because we've got plenty of examples out there of women who have broken through the glass ceiling, who've done things, who didn't care about labels, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when we pay attention, it's like we're giving our obedience to labels, to what other people think of us, 
And this is part of the separation. When you think about Saturn and Capricorn, that's all about how do we look in the world? Am I doing the right thing? And then when we're moving here to the Aquarian aspect, we're going, I'm too busy going ahead, like pioneering. I'm not looking to see what anyone else thinks about me, right? And I think that's... I I think the glass ceiling has the potential to disappear under all of this, though, because the, Mm -hmm. the, the crazy hierarchies that we've got now are being smashed you know and there won't be a glass ceiling to smash because what's the meaning of success is different is changing the meaning of um what it means to be abundant is changing you know to be wealthy is changing thank heaven Absolutely. (laughs) absolutely i mean we're we're being stripped of all the things that are that we have put as values that we individually don't value right we are now at a place in our world in our lives where we have real things to focus on that are causing us to go i don't need all this excess that i've kept around me to feel safe because it's not working the world is is heating up all this stuff's happening i don't have time or the luxury to worry about all of this and and kind of nit, nitpick around it i really have to be more focused on what is it that i want what do i want to pioneer what do i want to create who do i want to be like how do i connect to my individuality my inner truth my uh, connection to the earth my connection to the divine as opposed to the, and the great mother and all of that and what's my version of being feminine or masculine yeah. right as opposed to what is somebody else saying? Here's this cardboard, like, you know, giving me a figure and all this uh, nonsense about who that is. Well, I, was, I was reading this person who's quite successful, I think, um, who coaches women to kind of um, um, serve their king, you know, the male. We have to, like, you know, honor the male and all that thing. And, you know, it makes me want to vomit because I'm not that kind of female, you know, and fine that she is, you know, but don't tell everybody else they have to be that way as well. You know, it's like, right. but then you can take the other <laughs> aspect, which I do actually believe that in personally, I think we should honor both the male and female. So, you know, be king and queen. And that's totally fine if that's the way. you. Yeah, it's that. not the way she was saying it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was kind of hard to go. But I also think this idea of, um, Uh, just kind of moving past i think we have to get to a place where we're just moving past uh, the distraction of somebody else's trying to quarter catch us in their trap right everybody come into my trap i know the answer Mm -hmm. Um, because no one knows the answer for us but us right so and and of course you need to do clearing uh, uh, getting the information Mm -hmm to help yourself, right? I'm not saying that it just happens because you decide. Oh, of so. course it doesn't. Add. But it is about taking action in the right way. Um, you know, and to me, this whole idea of this energy of um, Mars here mm. in the, with this, you know, besides our grouping is with Mars and Venus is what is that relationship? How do the two meet? What's the perfect mm. point for our personal experience and us as a planet as a group of people how do we want to be honoring those characteristics mm-hmm. i mean because the truth is that we're actually all born i mean our our um, 
what do you call it? The actual seed is female, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone comes from a female seed. We all begin as females. So females are, you know, technically uh, dominant, right? And we've talked about that, the idea that Mm -hmm. the energy or the divine speaks through the female, right? That's our intuition is we don't get spoken to through our action. We get spoken to through our intuition. But men have that in them too. (laughs) What? But men, but those oh, who, yeah. men have that side those are in male bodies. I should right. Say. I mean, men have their feminine side. Some yeah. of the most successful men mm. are those that you know. When they interview them, they're always people that follow their instincts. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I had a feeling why I wanted to do this. People mm-hmm. who have a dream—that's their instincts and their connection. They're not listening to the ordinary. I mean, we can just look at Greta Thunberg. Yeah. I mean, just look at her, like. She's following her own muse. She's being inspired by the Uranus. To me, this is Aquarian energy. It's like, mm-hmm. I see a vision and nothing is going to stop me from experiencing that vision. So we're moving from, you know, oh, here's my all my things so I can prove how successful or what a good little student I am to, you know, I want to express who I am in the world and how do I do that, right? I'd love to quickly talk about the Pluto um, Eris square because it's going to be so important over the next two complete years. And um, Pluto um, has been transforming and digging into the rot in the patriarchy for some time and, and our institutions. And it's still, Pluto is still doing that. And Eris um, is uh, the real kind of table flipper or revealer of artifice. Um, She, um, to quote Marina from Dark Star Astrology, she's being activated now and she's throwing apple bombs (laughs) because she threw the apple into this party of the gods and goddesses that led to them squabbling amongst themselves that led to the Trojan War. So she didn't start the war, but um, she threw the apple bomb in. And um, it's all very interesting, this square, because this is in, um, Eris is in Aries and Pluto is in Capricorn. And really these are two um, cardinal signs which um, are very much to do with our identity. Aries is very much the I am kind of sign. And um, Capricorn is uh, very much the sign of who we are as um, clans and communities and the the organisations that we put up in all that. And this is being shaken up crazily. And um, it's at 23 degrees, which is another five. But um, Jen will talk to that in a minute. But interestingly, 23 is the number of Eris, according to... um, some people called the Discordians who kind of worship the goddess Eris, who was called the goddess of discord, but it's very related to our humanity. I've talked about it before. It's um, we have 23 sets of chromosomes and 23 digits, 10 fingers, 10 toes, two ears and a nose. (laughs) And, um, and there's more um, to do with 23. Um, It just feels like our identity, our very identity is being uh, going to be shaken and changed um, as we move into this Aquarian age. And the fact it's this first exact square is coming pretty much right on the new moon, you know, in terms of um, uh, 
the bigger picture. Um, I think we've got more shakeups, more shifting, more transforming, probably more revelations. Um, you know, um, I think Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, that's who Marina was talking about with uh, from Dark Star Astrology with the Apple Bomb because his speech just ripped the band-aid off some, <laughs> some of the um, artifice of Hollywood. Um, everybody was talking about it at the time. And that was an apple bomb. So it doesn't have to come from a, a woman. It's some, somebody who's speaking the truth, saying, no, you know, this is shallow. This is meaningless, <laughs> you know, get down to real life. You know, I think he said, none of you know what real life is like. He said that to these people in in Hollywood at the Golden Globes. And um, and that's the kind of energy that's going to be coming in with this Pluto Aries square. And because it's happening with this Aquarius new moon, I think there's going to be some quite big shakeups, um, to be quite honest, and more revelations. <laughs> definitely if you think that this is going to be an easy year i mean in terms of it will be easy in terms of the fact that we don't have to hide behind mm. artifice so people are going to be shocking revealing we're going to be having these things of people showing up like the royal couple who everyone mm. seems so shocked about uh doing things like breaking away from the way it's been uh, people we've looked up to or considered they would never change mm -hmm. we are seeing that and we will see more of that as well as all kinds of stuff that's been under the surface the rot that's been under the surface mm -hmm. that's going to kind of rise up and and the stench will be in our faces and here we are really to me this whole thing between pluto and eris it's just feels so beautiful and the image that actually the masters had put in my my mind when you were talking was i saw elephants lifting up trees mm. and i was like oh that's an interesting vision right of what we're going through is this complete like whatever elephants do when they're traveling through uh, land as whatever's in their way they just move out of the way Right. They pull and they literally pull them up by the roots. Right. They completely yeah. pull them up the roots and they toss them away. So it's like whatever's in the way is being moved out of the way. So, you know, remembering as scary as it may be that this is an opportunity to move forward. It's like that thing in the Bible when Moses parted the waters, you know, for the whatever to go into the um to leave the kind of the prison they were in and it's that same thing we've been given that opportunity to go into the towards you know the land of milk and honey what are we doing are we focusing on like they did in the bible story of getting stuck and going back to the old ways of worshiping oh we're unsafe we've got to go back or are we going to keep going? what else is there right what is the thing i haven't seen that's available to me and 23 is this number about that, actually. It's, mm -hmm. It is considered the, the most powerful number in numerology. And part of it is because you have the two and three together, mm -hmm. right? They make five. But also it's about us learning that, yes, we have fear. We are, uh, we've been conditioned to not reveal who we are, not to follow our intuitive uh, promise and this number is about following that it's about following what we believe in and doing the thing like being the 
you know, sovereign being in our own right, even though there will be consequences, even though people will not like what we do, mm -hmm. even though people will say, call us names and say all these things. It's like, it doesn't matter. We have to have that, you know, that kind of elephant uh, mentality of going, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. This is our time, right? This is our time to lay new foundations and, uh -huh. right? And it kind of reminds me of that defeat card that I had, which is actually the fear card. You know, it's like, look at all this stuff behind it. For those that aren't looking, it's kind of diamond shattering that glass behind right. it, shattering those old perceptions. And, um, and you know, it's, um, it, it, but we've got to move beyond that fear. And, you know, I always think back to um, a teacher I had once, and I think you worked with her as well. We did some work with a person who used to talk about feeling the the butterflies of fear as excitement and letting those butterflies kind of fly. And the more you can kind of visualize that and, and not get stuck in this fear and and wanting to retreat back into the old. We're seeing we're seeing that retreat and move forward thing playing out in politics with Biden going, We've got to return to the soul of this country. And there's Bernie Sanders going, we need radical change. This is. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it's actually kind of funny because they're both talking about the same thing. I mean, when mm -hmm. I hear the phrase, it's the same thing. They just don't have the same willingness. Right. Yeah. I mean, Biden wants to stay safe. He wants yeah. to be who he are. He doesn't want to change. He just yeah. wants all of us to go back in our boxes. Uh, which to is this not miss it to this mythical right i mean the yeah. idea that if you went back to the past that um things were all great i yeah. was talking to a friend yesterday and they were like well you know they were asking me how did you i hadn't seen them in like 10 years and they were like how did you you know change and everything and they of course have changed too and i was talking about my journey and they were like what if you don't you think about like what if you had known that stuff earlier and i was like well it doesn't really matter because mm. Because you didn't. Who cares? I wasn't there. I'm here now. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's kind of like pointless. But I mean, that's the whole point is we have to radicalize how we think and how we behave, which doesn't mean we eliminate no. powerful, potent things from the past. That's the whole point about bringing about, the ancestors. It's about looking at possibilities and just changing right. how you look at it and how it works. And Right. I mean, it's just like we can't keep doing what we've no. been doing and expect a different ex different experience like yes. we're not going to get more free by listening and obeying these people that keep wanting to imprison us they're just going like yeah okay i'll just imprison you more and you can also <laughs> never recreate old experiences they're always going to be different anyway so it's all kind of this mythical kind of safety. right and and the other thing I was saying to my friend, and I think this is true too, is our, my, when I was um, in my teens, wow, the world has changed so much. Oh boy, yeah. Or now who live, even people who like 30, their lives are so different from what we experienced because we had so many restrictions. My parents, my grandparents, yours too. Like we go back there, they had so few rights. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't even been able to have this conversation. No, we probably thirty years ago, right? No, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway, we're almost at the hour, so we should okay. look at the symbols. So. Right. Before that, let's just did we really 
talk about Uranus and this impact of Uranus with the stuff that's happening with um, I think Uranus. I talked a little bit, but let's kind of, she's, to my mind, Uranus is shaking up our values, basically. You know, um, you know, under this patriarchal um, age of Pisces that we've been moving out of, or that we are moving out of, um, you know, our values have been about, um, well, we've talked about them, some of them, you know, collectively I'm talking about control and building, you know, lots of money and um, building all this kind of, um, and, and not paying attention, not living in alignment with the, with, with earth and Venus rules Taurus to, so my, essence of uranus in taurus and aspecting the new moon is that our core we're being asked to really get in touch with what our core values are and um to shake up the old perceptions of that so right i i was just thinking how we've been a a uh, world of acquirers we've been acquiring yeah. things in order to fill ourselves yeah and now it's time to really strip down to what can we travel light with? Because if we're traveling to the light or to the lightness of who we are, of our being, uh, and we're allowing ourselves to become explorers and pioneers and to express mm -hmm. ourselves in new ways, using technology to actually reconnect with each other, uh, using the power of love, the power of our breath, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our voices, the things we really want to experience mm -hmm. as humans, as souls in human bodies, all the things we can't do as spirits, all the things we wouldn't be able to do without the spiritual energy in our bodies. Uh, I think that's to me is what Uranus is talking about is, uh, we need to remember what it is to be alive, to truly be alive in the environment we're in with the potential of, living abundantly without making and acquiring a whole bunch of excess right? and, to, and to just look at this excess in the world you know i've had a lot of awarenesses as uranus station direct in taurus um which was only on the 10th or 11th anyway um you know and one example to me was we've got one of those big arenas in salt lake you know the where they have concerts and things like that they had a monster truck rally in the arena, in the center of Salt Lake, which they had to ship in thousands of pounds of dirt to foot the floor. And then there are these horrible, noisy, smelly monster trucks that they called athletes. Well, they called the drivers athletes. I was like, really? what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just had this like, we are gross, you know? Why can't this monster trucks go and race in the gar in the grass outside? Why do we have to like, like, change? It? Oh, I don't know. It just right, seems... we're faking. I think what's interesting is that we're faking things. Like we're destroying what is real to make something fake. Yeah. Like I think that's what I'm getting out of what you're saying. And you're recreating a, a garden inside a thing, and we and it was just using it. so many resources too, which is very Taurus. It was just like using so many of earth's resources to create this entertainment for two days right but you know what for me it's like we have to go back to why do people need you know why would they need that to be you know to validate them or yeah. to uh, confirm that they are strong or powerful or have meaning and i think that to me is 
something we can all look at. What do we need to, uh, you know, and how can we communicate with the earth and through our breath, through mm -hmm. meditation, through even our careful um, use and engagement of what's available to us? Because uh, we're not going to change others, right? Oh, I mean, no, no, no. Bottom line is we don't change others, uh, but we change ourselves. And through that, we begin to, we hit that tipping point where if there's enough of us, things start to change. I guess, I guess I my, my, my awareness was that maybe 40 years ago, I wouldn't have even thought about it. You know, right. I wouldn't have even gone, oh, that's that's just gross mass consumption kind of thing. Right. And now I'm like, oh, and a lot of other people are waking up. So I'm not talking about forcing anybody to change. No, no, that I was don't... my own personal growth. Right. Like, oh, this is horrible. Why, why do we do things like that? <laughs> yeah. no, I wasn't taking it that you were saying that. I was just yeah. taking my take on what But I, I think I think Uranus is waking people up to things like that. Right. They're becoming the... aware of... Right this horrible consumption kind of yeah and i think too is to me like mm -hmm. what i see is like i was saying is going into what what's causing right because when we're looking at stuff we treating we typically treat the symptom mm. not the cause my dad always used to say he was a pharmacist uh, we treat the symptom not the cause so we look at these kinds of things that create excess and use a lot of things unnecessarily to our minds to their minds it's very necessary um but why that's why my point was right mm. what is it that's creating something some lack inside somebody or group of people that they need to fake all this stuff right uh so i think that's the way if we all look within ourselves and see what is it that i feel i need and then how can i get that do i feel mm. i need love then can I connect to the divine and get love? Well, that comes back to core right. values. Yeah. Right, it does. But it's just <laughs> recognizing from that as aspect of mm. what's missing in me that makes me want to overuse or abuse other people or, you know, yeah. the earth, etc. our resources, right? How do we use our resources in a different way? So it's just my angle of what you're saying. But I mean, yeah. we're saying... Thing. people i think pe um, people as a whole and you know i'm not trying to point fingers at any one person have kind of lost touch with what their core values are yeah with, i think you know, all, taking all it all from out it's the outside media advertising you need this you need this you need this and right. yeah. i think we're all being conditioned myself included yeah. you yeah, know yeah. being conditioned to uh, the idea that more or a label or a certain thing I mean, there's a friend of mine, I don't remember the expression she used, but it was like this idea that if we do something that we consider good, we feel, you know, mm. oh, I've got, you know, the car that is, uh, I'm using whatever it is. It's a plug-in. I'm not using, oh, I'm such a good person. Look, I'm using paper bags or something. Um, I think all of that stuff, uh, while there's nothing wrong with doing any of those things, is to pat ourselves on the back because we're better I mean, I think it's just a matter of doing the things that have meaning to you. Yeah. And that's kind of my philosophy. Do what has meaning to you uh, um, instead of being uh, or do what you can to extricate yourself from yeah. the idea that your body or you need to take a certain medicine or you need to acquire all these things. 
Um, I've, I've been accused of virtue sing- signaling because I drive. A, oh, that's what it's called. Virtue. Yeah, sign- because I drive a tiny electric car. I just felt I didn't need a big gas right. anymore, you know, and I didn't want to be pouring pollution into the air. That's great. You're doing it for the right reasons. It really doesn't <laughs> matter, but I think yeah. we have to be. But careful. no, there are people who. Right. But I do. My point is we have to be careful that we're not pointing at, you know, we're pointing at people for doing things and we're doing it. Yeah. You know, we're feeling justified. I know I get those moments. Oh, look at me. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And, you know. It, oh, I it, do too. I do too. Yeah. Right. So it's just the awareness, I think, is why do we need that approval from others? And uh, what can we fill instead? What can we do to fill ourselves up instead so we can be, you know, detached from all that stuff? Right. Yeah. Right. Let's do those symbols. Yes, indeed. Uh, All right. Am I going first? Yeah. Mm All right, so Sabian symbol, Aquarius 5, a council of ancestors is seen implementing the efforts of a young leader. And the keynote is the root foundation of past performances which power and sustain whatever decision is made in a crisis by an individual. So the whole past of mankind stands behind any individual effort, especially in times of critical decisions. The endeavor of the priests who built the California missions had behind it the whole past of Catholic proselytizing. (laughs) Proselytizing, thanks. That is the attempt to bring the good news to all people of the earth. This is, I think, exactly what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Every individual is far more dependent upon the strength of their ancestors' achievements or oppressed by their failures and lack of vision than they usually believe. This can mean a hidden foundation of individual strength or the inertia of a tradition unable to transcend transcend its limited origins. So the uh, expression reliance upon precedence will enable the aspirant to greatness to tap the power of their deepest roots. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. i don't know if we need to kind of talk more about that one because it's like you can't make this up so um the chandra symbol is humans worshiping an obese nature goddess the feminine is the most ancient and most and the most futuristic of source energies it is far back and near forward either or both ways, in source wisdoms or in awakening vision, you cleave to the mother for inspiration, guidance and sustenance. Your whole heart and soul are given over to the lineage of those who know and serve the goddess. An evolutionary return on the next spiral to a fresh individual discovery of just how to follow the divine feminine within earth expression moving into innovations, breakthroughs, epiphanies, living for these, and in the stream of a whole new world coming into being, right in the centre of what is vital and pivotal must come out. You feel synchronised with the collective, riding the crest of the wave, knowing and remembering what living in the earth is truly all about. Uh, well, that to me speaks to what we've been talking about as well. You know, it's, we've talked we've talked about uh, you know feeling the connection and the entanglement and 
and um you know live getting down to the core values which is what living in the earth is truly all about and uh, and you know we are the divine feminine in earth expression has been pushed out under the institutions we live under and um, we need to bring it back in and that doesn't mean pushing out the divine masculine yeah and in fact she's coming back in and i was just thinking we didn't talk about it but we did before which is the um um chiron bringing in the healing aspects of those things that we just talked about the fact that we have ancestral or divine feminine issues that can need to be released well, I, on... I love that he's conjunct lilith in that chart because lilith right? is the original female you know right so it couldn't be more so... perfect right it couldn't be more perfect to have this loving energy uh, healing the potential of allowing ourselves knowing we're going through all this because it's helping us heal mm-hmm. those wounds uh, so so beautiful it is so happy new moon to you all i think it's going to be pretty amazing i think it's gonna uh, bring some very big awarenesses though to a lot of people so how any last words or how can people find you or last words just the last words of jen duchenne no (laughs) in this episode (laughs) (laughs) Um, i was just seeing if the akashic uh, things of light wanted to say anything um yeah what i'm hearing is just hold strong like this is a time to really hold strong or cleave strong to uh, the essence of who you are and what you believe in um so yeah something to think about what is what is that and how do you connect to that um so yes and as far as where people find me, which I think this is what Lou was telling me to say, is um, my website, gendershen.com. Uh, if you're interested in readings, uh, the cards, they're all on my website. I also have a group uh, and I teach Akashic classes and I have some live and online classes coming up. Um, and I have a free group in um on Facebook, which is We Belong Here. You can find me on Facebook, Gender Shen. I have a page, Gender Shen. I have a YouTube channel where I do weekly uh, podcast or whatever they're called, YouTubes. Is that what they're called? Weekly YouTubes using the cards. And you can Google my name. I'm everywhere. Cool. <laughs> okay and i guess I, my kind of final words for this new moon is as we move into this after the the uh, saturn pluto conjunction that astrologers have been waiting years for is to really just kind of le- keep leaning in because you know we're in for some challenging times but um you know the the resist resistance is futile so you may as well just lean into the shifts and changes and try and move with them um and so where can you find me well um google my name louise eddington i have a facebook group that's free called planetary magic cafe 
um, my new business name, Cosmic Owl Astrology, that I just love the name. <laughs> and uh, my Facebook page is that now, and my YouTube channel, Cosmic Owl Astrology. Um, I'm starting, my aim for 2020 is to do a lot more video. So please subscribe. I'm looking for more subscribers and um, you'll get notified. If you hit the little bell, you'll get notified when I upload new videos. And uh, please go pre-order my book, The Complete Guide to Astrology. It's available now. It's on Amazon, but it's also on a lot of indie booksellers. So wherever you prefer, you can find it. And um, the more pre-orders I get, the higher the rankings on publication day on January 28th. So if you order it before, it's really good for me <laughs> and you'll get it on the day it's released okay so um i think that's it for now so it's people how to sorry yeah. oh yeah. people how to connect to the oh to us yes <laughs> okay for so the weirdly magical podcast we'd love five star reviews on itunes uh, or just a review please written if possible and we have an email weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com if um, you have any questions that you might like to be featured on air um, we didn't have any this week we also have a patreon patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical and um, it's just three dollars a month to support uh, our time and uh, the expenses of running a podcast if so if you enjoy it please support our work and i think that's everything is it yes right okay so for now it's goodbye from lou and goodbye from jen <laughs>